welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hello, Broads. Hey, Broads. Oh, my God. I am quaking excited. I am like a little overexcited chihuahua right yes. now. I'm about to pee myself. I'm <laughs> so excited. We Okay, so this has been a hot minute coming. And the it's reason... It's been very requested, it's too. It's been very requested. Everyone's been asking, give us an astrology episode. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. We were waiting for a special person to do it. We didn't want to just, you know... Just have any old we didn't expert. Do you broads, we didn't want to do you broads wrong. We needed, like, the perfect person. Well, and we definitely needed somebody to explain it. Because we always, like, throw around shit as if we know what I we're am, talking like, about. I the most basic amateur <laughs> astrology bitch ever and I'll say stuff like, well, actually, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, oh, that makes no total sense because he's a Capricorn. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so we throw it around, but we needed a professional and we needed the right type of professional. And I, th- I think we have the most wonderful professional we could have here with us. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yay! A fellow uh, Jessica. Thank you. <laughs> That's so nice of you. Uh, okay. I, hi, I'm Jessica Lignato. I am a Capricorn. Uh, oh, yes. And I'm an astrologer. Yeah, I've been, an, I've been a professional astrologer since 1994 or five wow. and i am obsessed with astrology and i want to tell you all about it i just want to tell you so all about excited. it how did you get into doing astrology in the first place um i always was interested in astrology i kind of like i used to talk about astrology like i literally remember being on hot wheels and being probably like four years old and being like because I'm a Capricorn, I'm going to keep on my wisdom teeth. And I don't know oh. how I knew that Capricorn governed teeth. It does. Um, and the concept of wisdom, it does. Um, but I did somehow know it. And it was just like this always there thing for me. So much so that for my 12th birthday, my mother bought me a Sidney Omar book, which is like he was like kind of a little bit Miss Cleo of astrology back in the day. Okay. Um, and so there was like books of his everywhere in supermarkets. So she got me a book of his about the sign of Capricorn. It was like this big. And I studied it like a Bible until wow. I was 17. And I took my first formal astrology class. Um, my first of honestly two ever, but still I'm, I'm self-taught. Um, so I started studying there and I was just like, oh, I'm going to be an astrologer. Wow. And that was amazing. And your mom was cool with it and everything. Your parents didn't have any kind of issues with it? Well, no, my mom, I mean, honestly, that was irrelevant to me on all levels. I was complete, that wouldn't have done anything one way or another. That said, I grew up with Ouija boards and tarot cards and those. She didn't know how to use them. It was like she, you know, it was... I was born in the mid seventies. Yeah. Uh, so she, she like had that paraphernalia in the house, but it wasn't anything that was used. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. But there was no like moralistic problem with it. Got it. I'm, I'm queer. And so I came out of the closet and was like, I'm going to be an astrologer and move to San Francisco all at once. So it was yeah. like, pick your battle. Pick <laughs> your battle. And astrology was not the strongest front that anyone wanted to fight me on, luckily. So I just like was like, okay, so I'm just going to do me. And I moved to San Francisco and had like a plan. Yeah. And my plan went until I was 30 and I just achieved the plan and then, you know, went from there so it's Good been astrology, astrology, astrology. Wow. and yeah, you're like love- like badass boss bitch like you are like the go-to gr- girl boss astrologer correct yes yeah oh I'm resident God. astrologer there resident yeah, astrologer glamour hoodwitch I, I mean I was I was on both of those. I don't anymore for either of those. Okay, got, oh, okay. got it, got it. But yeah. look at this yeah, high-achieving Capricorn. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> and the TLC show Stargazing, right? Yes, oh, yes. 
So good. Wow. So we have like, we have, this is why you're our very first call in and we hadn't done it, but we're like, we need Jessica on the show. <laughs> so so let's, let's just kind of, yeah. what's the broad definition of astrology? I mean, there are some people who are listening who literally have absolutely no background, no context whatsoever. All they know is like, what's your sign? Uh, I was born right. on this day, so I'm a Libra, whatever. Totally. So that's a great question. And it's in a way much more complicated than most people think it is because most people, like you're saying, are just like astrology is horoscopes. Yes. And that is not what astrology is. What, uh, what horoscopes are is the most kind of, uh, saleable, digestible, generalized form of astrology. Mm -hmm. Um, astrology is older than religion. And what it is, is be, it's like kind of the, uh, human interpretation of the celestial happenings from the vantage point of earth. That's a really general way of putting it, but let me put it that way. Um, in fact, my partner who was raised evangelical, um, we were together for, I don't know, maybe like five years before I was like, well, you know, the three wise men weren't actually like in all the picture books staring at the stars. They were astrologers. They like yeah. divine the charged, right? Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. and his mind was like blown. Um, but I, um, so basically what astrology is, is we look at where all of the planets are. We look at the geometrical relationships between them. Okay. Um, and we can determine like what the themes are today. If we want to look at a birth chart. So I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. I should say astrology can be used in many ways. I, you know, I counsel people for a living and I'm really interested in like helping people live happy, successful lives, but there are financial astrologers and there are scholars oh. of astrology. And yeah, there's, I am a medical astrologer. Oh, um, wow. there's like all these things that you can do with astrology, need, but it's not with just astrology. a sun sign. It's oh, got with it. the whole chart. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. so I don't know, you probably hate this question, but I'm sure you get it all the time or some form of it. What about for the people who are like, Oh, that's all bullshit. That's all woo woo. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you respond yeah. to that? I don't care. But I feel like it's probably rooted in a misunderstanding of, of, yeah, oh. some of it's a misunderstanding. Some of it is, you know, some of it is that people want there to be God yeah. and that's it. Or mm. they want there to be nothing. Mm. Um, and so there's like, people have their own spiritual um, kind of investments and whether or not it's possible to, understand themes and trends, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think also really, if I say to you, you know, I don't know, like caring about your nail polish color is stupid, it's bullshit. That is a reflection on me and not on nail polish. Totally. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> and, I, and, and I think that the same thing is true with astrology. It's mm. like most people who say it's bullshit um, don't know anything about astrology. Mm -hmm. And they're yeah. saying it based on looking at horoscopes in the back of newspapers or whatever, totally. or maybe that's right. a dated reference, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that when people actually hate astrology or they love astrology, I want them to do the same thing. I want them to go past the third page of Google and start researching. Mm -hmm. Like, don't just see the like kind of most corporate interpretations of astrology, mm -hmm. but instead like find astrologers, research it, read a book and see what your strong feelings are based in. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that kind of is my thing. Now that said, because I have a very pragmatic approach, um, I work with a lot of people who don't per se love astrology or believe in astrology, but they come to me and consult with me because, um, because it works. 
Okay. And if the thing works, interesting. you will use it. Totally. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I want to yeah. say too, like you were saying your partner was raised in an evangelical home. Becca and I were as well. I know a lot of our listeners, um, are evangelical or were raised that way. And I wanted to say, and, and I'm sure, you know, you would put this better, but there is nothing wrong with believing in God, whatever God may be, and also believing in astrology. Because if you believe God created the earth, then wouldn't that include all of it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. My mom always had an issue, though, with the parts of the yes. Bible that said, like, do not consult in diviners, astrologists, right, 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 you know, right, right. all yeah. these kind of things. And yeah. so I know that was a big issue in my household, too. It, it, uh, I think it is for a lot of, uh, a lot of highly religious people. And mm-hmm. some of it is because I think religion organized religion often requires obedience Mm -hmm. and astrology, Western astrology is about critical thought and being self-directed and being like, is this self-appropriate for me and my nature? Not, is this good or bad? And I think, I think that a lot of like strong religion is like, this is good. And this is bad. You do this. You don't do that. You think this, you don't think that. Whereas astrology says, well, if you're a Gemini, you're going to think this way. Mm-hmm. And if you're a tourist, you're not, you know, and yeah. that I think is a little bit threatening to the, to the church or, or whatever institution we can be talking about. But that said, there are religious Christian astrologers. There are religious Jewish astrologers. Mm-hmm. Like there's, mm-hmm. you can be, you can believe whatever you want and be, and use astrology as a tool. Because I think what people don't understand about astrology, it's not a belief system. It's a tool. It's yeah. a system that you learn and um, it's highly mathematical. And if you learn the system, then you know it works. And if you don't think it works, don't use it. But it has nothing to do with one's uh, belief or acceptance in Christ or not, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Perfectly right. put. Well, um, I'm so interested in what the stars have to tell us, but do you know who really is my North Star? That forever oh, yes. faithful, fabulous box. That guides me home and never does me wrong. It's FabFitFun. FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. I have one of my necklaces from FabFitFun on right now. It retails for $49.99, but always, always has a value of over $200 because it's packed full of products from amazing companies like Tarte, Glam Glow, Zoya, Vince Camuto, Spongel, 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 and much more. Every time a box arrives, I get so very excited oh girl it's become like an actual ritual for me i run inside with the box close my door slowly slit like sift through all my incredible goodies in peace and then i repack it and when my daughter ember comes home i open it for the first time because i'm a good mom but not that good of a mom (laughs) um what can i say opening the fabfitfun box is a self-care moment and the 2019 fabfitfun fall box is now on pre-sale so order up and get on that list before it sells out i cannot wait to see what is in that box always remember too that you have the opportunity to customize some of the items in your box i just customized my fall box the other day waiting on that check out www.fabfitfun.com and use code chatty so you can save ten dollars off your first box making it only 39.99 again that's fabfitfun.com and use code chatty you deserve to treat yourself Okay, so let's get into, you know what? I feel like, you know, the most common question that we ever get thrown around from our listeners who don't really dabble in astrology much is like, what's the difference with all this like chart sun sign versus moon sign versus? Yeah, I think people also want to know where to start. I think that's another good question. I don't know if you have any uh, suggest. I mean, we could get into resources and all that stuff later, but I think people feel very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so maybe where's a good place to begin and start like examining? Maybe we can. Yeah. 
It depends on what your point of inquiry is. If you're like, okay. I want to understand this to decide whether or not it's bullshit, then a great place to start is by reading books, by learning the math, um, and really learning the the kind of basics of astrology. And and that's I think really important because if you're like, I am interested but concerned, mm -hmm. I think you want to learn about the veracity of it, you mm. know? Um, and if you're like, I want to like, you know, have fun, then read horoscopes, find astrologers that you respect and that have a good accuracy rate. I may be your girl um, <laughs> and read horoscopes, you know, and, and see what happens there. And if you're more like, I want to learn about like self-care, like astrology is interesting to me, but it's actually not the point. The point is like, I want to feel less anxious and I want to have a better love life. Yeah. Then there's a totally different approach. And my guess is that most people are in that bucket. Mm. And, um, and I think that there's a lot of ways to go. Like I am old school, so I like a book. Like yeah. I know it's crazy, but I want to buy a book. I want to touch a book. Yeah. I want to hold a book. I want to snuggle it. <laughs> and also of course, read the book. I want to read the book. And so I, I can like give you a list of my favorite astrology books if that's mm. useful. Um, but, uh, the other way of doing it is reading articles and understanding that horoscopes are like, when people say like, what's your sign, what they're yeah. saying is what, when you were born, where was the sun? What cons, what Zodiac sign was the sun in? That's what you're saying. And so the thing is there are 10 planets that astrologers work with and they move through any of the 12 signs and all of those planets in signs, uh, have their own impact. And then there's something called aspects, which is the math. You see, you're right. It's overwhelming, but it's like the <laughs> math between the planets and that kind of indicates why maybe you're a Pisces, but you're super outgoing, or maybe you're a Leo, but you're super shy. Um, oh yeah. That's actually, that brings up, that brings up a good point. Cause I know whenever I'm like looking at little memes, it'll be like Aquarius, but you're so shut off to like emotions and feelings. And I'm and like, like, that's I, all, that's I don't like, feel that way. No, I don't feel that way. That's all I talk <laughs> yeah. about. And I love being open with my and, friends about emotions. And that's like, I feel like a typical response to when, if I will bring up astrology to somebody who maybe doesn't connect with it, it's typically because the person only knows their sun sign and is like, I don't relate to I don't it at fit all. That, yeah. And then they kind of totally. just shut it off. Totally. And that makes sense. Like there's yeah. nothing but information out there about sun signs, but like mm -hmm. you saw the TLC show I did where I actually like read yes. a chart and got into things. And you know, each of those readings were actually 30 minutes long. They got cut to like three minutes or whatever. <laughs> um, so like there was like a lot that gets unpacked when you look at the birth chart. And the truth is that there's, there's, several things that go into like why you would be in Aquarius, but super emo, right? Mm -hmm. It's the placement of your sun mm -hmm. and it's the, every other fucking planet in your chart yeah. <laughs> and it's aspects to your sun. So it's all of those things because when we're talking about emotions, we're talking about your, your moon. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about your identity and your will, we're talking about your sun. Okay. And when okay. we're talking about the energies you throw into a room, we're talking about your Sunday. And when we talk about how you bone, we're talking about Mars. Mm. So like, it's all in the chart. You know, I used to, in the, in the early years of my consulting practice, and this was before everything was done on phones. It was before right. smartphones. Um, I would have a bunch of pens and pencils picked out and I would look at their mercury to decide which they would choose as a way to train myself, how to identify <laughs> what kind wow. of like, it's all in the oh damn chart. God. Yeah. Wow. So like, that was like, a, it was like stupid. It was stupid, but I did it because I wanted to know if I could and I could. And so, 
Um, I was just like, okay, so there's really like, if you're willing to look and you're willing to do the research and learn, yeah. there's so much. But as you said, it's so complicated. Mm-hmm. It's really boring to learn. I used to teach people and they didn't do the homework. So I stopped because <laughs> you have to tell a homework. Like you really do. There's so much book yeah. learning with astrology if you're serious about it. Yeah. I feel like also yeah. a good place to start if you're kind of in the disbeliever category, if you really want to dive in. I had my chart read for the first time uh, recently by uh, Chani. Yeah. And when she did that, she went into such specifics. I mean, obviously you were one, a really good astrologer doing it, but I was like, okay, this is like, not, this is not like you're outgoing. Like, you know, right. you, you like the outdoors. It was like very yeah. specific about these years in your life. And you know, this, that happened when you were a child, your relationship with your mom. And that's where I was like, okay. Unreal. You know? Oh my goodness. So, yeah. You can see your mom's relationship with her mom in your birth chart. Like wow. you can see your dietary needs. You can see uh, whether there's a predisposition to heart disease on your father's side. Like it's really That's right. You do health readings. Yeah, I'm going medical, to. Yeah. I'm like. I'm going to need this because <laughs> yeah. I am. I, I, know. I love Back all our, things like, health. Once this. Once this ends, we're going to be like Jessica. <laughs> we can we schedule book? an appointment with you. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's detailed, but none of that is from horoscopes. None is that, none of that is from the sun sign alone. Mm -hmm. Like just looking at your sun or hearing what your sun, moon and rising is in Mm -hmm. is not going to give you nuanced, detailed information. It's the synthesis of the whole thing. And that's true with psychology. It's true with mechanics. When you're dealing with your car, Mm -hmm. you know, you can be like, I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to find a podcast on Spotify, but you have to like go through all of Spotify's podcasts to find the one you want to listen to. It's not like you just glance at a thing and you know everything. And I think with astrology and spiritual content, people are just like, it should be obvious right away. Mm. And no, it's actually really detailed. You have to be able to synthesize all the things in order to find, um, to find like your truth or the truth, the specific truth you're looking at, if that makes sense. I have a question, uh, kind of a random question, but if I was, is there somebody in the world that would have the exact same chart as you is that possible would they have to be born like in the same place like would we be very very similar people like so this is i love this question so so in order for somebody to have the identical chart as you yes they have to be born at the same minute in the same location so location means latitude and longitude okay not hospital so if you were born in you know i don't know Clovis. Yes. Um, then it would just be someone born in Clovis. Doesn't have to be the same hospital. Oh, okay. But the same minute. That would give you the same chart. Now, and for sure there are people with your chart. But yeah. here's what what and this is where some people uh have a problem with astrology and other people are brought in. It just okay. depends on your values. But we have souls and we have free will. Mm-hmm. And astrology does not override your free will. It what it does is it describes the conditions within which your free will functions. Of course, okay. It describes, yeah. yeah, right? It yeah. describes what your soul is here to learn and your personality and nature around how you're going to embody that, how you're going to struggle around that. Hmm. And that is where, you know, there is no system as, that I'm aware of that is perfect. And there is no way of skipping past the I make choices part of life. Mm-hmm. And so astrology, you know, I can look at your birth chart and tell you about your nature and you know, you have free will to make choices within your nature. You do not have the free will to make choices within, I don't know, Paris Hilton's nature mm-hmm. because she sure. comes from like 
big money royalty. And like, she's a different person born in a different year at a different culture, right? There's, we work within our nature to embody the best of our nature or not. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's an important part of all of it, right? Is figuring out that it doesn't, you're not locked into being one kind of Aquarius, right? right? You're not, but you're also an Aquarius, Right. So within that, there is so much. And, you know, of course, I'm dying to look at your birth chart to be like, what kind of Aquarius do you be? (laughs) But uh, we we can chat about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and and also it's like just like any human experience. We're made up of the semblance of our experiences and what we're born into the world with. And those inform each other. And that's going to have a different outcome for each person. And we're also nurture a little bit here. Well, and we're also ever evolving. So who I was, what kind of Aquarius I was at 10 is going to be different, hopefully, than when I'm 60 in some sense. Yeah. So in a lot of senses. I mean, we we're always growing and expanding and shrinking in on ourselves and also the world around us changes. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, one of the things that I train myself to do, as I mentioned, I'm self-taught and because I'm self-taught and I didn't, you know, I didn't affiliate with other astrologers. I just kind of like learned with my head down for many years. And I didn't realize that all astrologers weren't working in this way. But what I train myself to do is to look at uh, immigration patterns, to look at class, um, to look at race, to look at, um, and you cannot predict these race in a birth chart, but to, to consider these things when I'm consulting and the cultural implications, understanding the world, as mm. well as understanding astrology, we don't want to imagine that we're all the same. We're not all the same. We don't no. all have the same privileges. We don't all have the same struggles. And the chart articulates how we experience mm-hmm. those things, not not the cultural part of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, I feel like it's like, Okay, it does. Okay, cool. It does. It's complicated and it's also really simple, right? It's like both. Mm -hmm. Is there is there danger in like the in oversimplifying? Yes. The astrology, like broadening. I I was thinking of that. Like somebody in a different class and a different of a different race of a different gender is going to have. But even just like let's just say we all come from the same city and we all had similar backgrounds. Like if someone is just like you know your basic like you know, knows the sun signs a little bit and is determining like, oh, this relationship will work because like these two signs. Oh, I know. I hear that all the time. Even though like it's just sun sign, like, is that, can that be dangerous a little bit? hundred percent. Yes. So there's like two parts of how I'll respond. One is in general, we all want to understand what we're talking about, especially something like astrology where you're like, it's fun. Mm -hmm. I want to know about my like crush or I want to know about, you know, my kid or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so people have a tendency to want to like start in the middle with astrology, which means it's kind of like going on WebMD to diagnose that weird bump <laughs> on your leg. It's kind of like, maybe you'll get it. Probably you won't. Right. Probably you're going to bring a lot of projections to it. Uh, yeah. And so I think it's really risky. And, you know, I get asked by uh, brands to write articles about astrology and they unfortunately often want me to vastly generalize, yeah. generalize things or they edit it down to be really generalized. Um, and it's problematic. It's really problematic, honestly, um, because it is complicated. And a lot of astrologers are very concerned about the current trend of like meme astrology. Yes. And like yeah. everybody and her sister is like an astrology expert, but it's never actually read an ephemeris or knows mm-hmm. how to read the glyphs. Like there is a great concern about that because it denigrates um, the authenticity of astrology. Right. And it it doesn't actually do astrology itself any service. It doesn't help the people who are seeking help. 
So that's one level of response. Now, the other one is let's talk about twins or triplets because they're the perfect <laughs> example of exact yeah. same chart, exact same parents, exact same ethnicity, class, yada, yada. They probably even went to the same school. Mm -hmm. but completely different people. And that's where we come back to the soul. And when I read for triplets or, or twins, and in fact, I have a podcast, ghost of a podcast. And yes. on one episode I read for, um, triplets. There was only two of them there and mom <laughs> was there. Crazy. So you can find wow. that. Episode. Yeah. So there, there was uh, two, two of the three sisters and then mom was on the call. Um, but the thing about this is there are many ways we can embody. Let me think of it this way. Okay. I'm gonna give you a weird metaphor. Maybe it's not that weird, what else? Okay, <laughs> we can all wear the same pair of jeans and we can all put the same product in our hair. Mm -hmm. Even if we had the same haircut, yeah. we can all dress identical and the way the clothes are gonna sit on our posture, which is based in self-esteem, is gonna be different. Mm. The way that our mood is makes us look different in our clothes, right? Now, add that to your whole entire nature. You know, our soul is unique and independent and our birth chart does not, change that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Our soul is unique and independent. How we personally interpret things, let's say a movie or mom yelling at you, um, is really unique and it's, mm -hmm. and it's personal. And so I think that there's a way that, um, we, even if we have the exact same nature and we have the exact same circumstances, we will respond in a way that is unique to our vantage point, which is more spiritual, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and not just our math, you know, it's not just our conditions. And astrology really is just like, it describes, it's like the math of how we are, what we are and when we experience things. So there's, we're more than the math. We're definitely more than the math. Yep. That yeah. makes sense. That totally makes yeah. sense. Good. So, so if, if you have someone like, let's just say myself who doesn't know tons, um, or I'm trying to explain to a friend who doesn't know much, are there a few things that, a amateur can kind of learn like what should your basics be you right? mean like a fun party trick yeah. like where you can yeah. kind of well, <laughs> no, like you, do you know like what i mean yeah. now where you're just kind of like well, well i can tell you, you can this. this yeah but like but like even if you're just learning about yourself are there you know the necessity like are there certain signs that you need to know about yourself you know obviously mm -hmm. best thing would be yeah, to what's go kind get of your the, chart read but what's kind of the core yeah what's maybe? the core like what's the core if there yeah. is yeah yeah so in astrology, the kind of like, hi, how, how are you? My name is, yeah. is your sun, moon rising, okay. right? So the sun is- We got that the, right, at you least. Know, <laughs> you got the sun. You do that. You do the sun, moon okay. rising. Yeah. So the sun is your identity. And in a patriarchal capitalistic society, let's talk about the sun, right? Mm. It's what I show you. It's how I, it's like, you're going to see a person's sun when you're taking their picture because it's like their bright light and mm -hmm. it's their identity. Mm. Um, and the moon is your feelings. It's your memories. It's how you seek to take care of other people. It's how, it's what love feels like to you is your moon. Mm -hmm. So this idea of like, you know, Aquarius is unemotional. Sure. Yes. Also your moon is what's emotional, mm -hmm. truly emotional. Now there is an emotional component, a mental component, a spiritual component, a visceral, a physical component to each planet. Um, but these specific planets, uh, govern those specific issues. Now okay. the rising sign or ascendant, it's those two words mean the same thing. Um, that is the energy you throw into a room when you first enter it. It's kind of like what people see of you. It's your, it's what you present to the world. So it's not per se your will, Yeah. but it's, it's your presentation. So that confuses me. What's the difference between the sun and the rising? Great. Okay. People ask me that question yeah. a lot. Okay. So, okay. 
may I look at your chart to help yes. illustrate? Please. Okay. Charts, charts, but my charts. but my sun and rising are the same. Oh, are they? They're both Aquarius. Wait, wait as far for as it. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They are. <gasps> Becca. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, okay. So your sun and rising are the same. Okay, wait. You don't mind that I get personal, right? No, please get personal. I'm about to. Watch me go. So, okay. So your sun and rising are both in Aquarius, mm -hmm. but your sun is in the 12th house. So the sun in, in astrology, as I named, it's like your identity and your will. Now, Aquarius is like supposed to be very heady, um, very analytic, not super emo. However, in your chart, it's in the 12th, which means that you have a Piscean feel about you. And that um, when you're, when we're talking about your identity, it's actually like, you're really self-reflective. You're somebody who really needs like your downtime. I can't see your face right now because I'm looking at your chart. So just why I can't see your face. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what you're saying about it, but, but um, this, this indication is that your sense of self is actually really private and different than the way you come up out the way I'm sorry the way you come across mm. because your sun is conjunct your ascendant so in other words it's um sitting on top of your ascendant when you enter a room people notice you like you kind of attract attention because the light of the sun is right on the surface for you mm. um and so people really notice you that doesn't mean that you always feel that way because because your sun is in the 12th you can feel a lot more shy than people think you are you can mm -hmm. feel a lot more like i don't know if anyone's noticing me even though like objectively everyone is does that mm. make sense totally yep wow so, the other part of it is you have a stellium in the 12th house, which is to say you've got a concentration of planets in the house of Pisces. So it's not of Pisces. I'm just saying that to make it digestible. Uh -huh. I'm kind of, I'm kind of dumbing it down, but what else? Okay. So it's in the 12th house. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to dumb down what it means. What it means is that this thing that you mentioned about being emo, it's, it's almost less, and I'm not even looking at your moon right now, but it's almost less that you're emotional. It's more that you're sensitive, you're feeling. Mm. You have this way that you pick up on energies so intuitively mm. all the time. You're like a psychic sponge. Mm -hmm. And because of that, there's no amount of analysis that's, that inhibits you from feeling things. Mm -hmm. And that makes you a lot more self-protective than a typical Aquarius or double Aquarius would be because you walk into a room and you're like, oh my God, the feelings, the feelings, the feelings. And it's overwhelming <laughs> for you. Um, I just, I acted it out too. Um, but it's overwhelming for you and it can be um, kind of a liability, especially in your twenties, mm. until you figure out how to have healthy boundaries and how to kind of make peace with the fact that the way other people see you and the way you feel, there's going to be a chasm there. Mm -hmm. And that's not good or bad, but it is your job and not anyone else's to navigate that space and to build bridges that you want mm -hmm. built. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like a really big thing. Boundary work is like a huge part of your life's work, just mm. a huge part of your life's work. And the older you get, the more clear what that means mm -hmm. it'll become to you. But let me just quickly peep your moon. See your moon's also your triple air. So I your know. moon is in Gemini. <laughs> so like if you were to read like a, like a website, like a blog about that, it would just be like, you're super in your head, mm -hmm. not very emo jumping all over the place. And there's a, a way that that is true about you. However, However, <laughs> your moon is in the house of cancer, which makes it way more emo. Also hmm. you have Saturn, in Pisces, intercept the first house. Can I tell you what that means? Yes, please. Oh my God. Okay. So 
interceptions are one of my passions. And, you know, I, not all astrologers work with them. Um, I love how I have no idea what this means. And I'm like, wow, I love that interceptions (laughs) are your passion. I'm building it up. So interception. So basically what an interception is, is when there's like, okay, so your rising sign is Aquarius. It's 29 degrees of Aquarius, very powerful degrees. Okay. And then you have 30 degrees. There's 30 degrees to every sign, 30 degrees of Pisces in your first house. But on your second house cusp, it's not Pisces, it's Aries, which means it's almost like the house cusps are the bread of your first house sandwich is not Pisces, but uh-huh. the meat is Pisces, aka intercept. Don't worry about it. Let me tell you what it means. This is what, <laughs> let me tell you what it means. What it means is that when you were growing up and were, did you grow up with both parents? Yes. Are they still believers? Yes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, was one of them not raised religious? Um, neither of them were. So they came to the church and they came to like their they, morale. They became Christians together. Um, like when they were in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, the Saturn intercept in the first, what it indicates is a lot of things. Now, first and foremost on a felt experience level, it makes you so permeable, so sensitive. Mm-hmm. You have this part of your nature that is deeply embedded from how you were raised around, how will I frame this? Sorry, let me just really ground it. Um, Saturn in the first house means that you were raised to be moralistic and that you were raised to be responsive to other people's values. And being raised within religion, within the church, is a really kind of like common articulation of that because the church comes with a lot of rules, Mm -hmm. right? And it comes with the rules of like, you're a good person, you're a bad person. That's a good thought. That's a bad Mm -hmm. thought. And you probably were quite fervent and like really believed when you were young Mm -hmm. because of this. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. And the thing that I would say for you is that being able to determine the difference between emotion, intuition, and sense impression will really make your life easier to live because you are highly sensitive on all three of those levels. And sometimes they kind of meet yeah. and sometimes they really separate things. And the thing about your parents, and I don't know if they listen to the show, so I don't know if it's really fair to talk in public they about don't. your parents. They don't. So please. Okay. okay. <laughs> please but like looking at your chart, the, the indication there is that one of your parents felt that in order to be a good parent, they had to ignore all these other thoughts and feelings and focus on the morality as governed by the church, that that was their job. And okay, that, that makes sense to you. And do you know what parent that is? Yes. Is that your mom? Yes. Yeah. And because of that, she probably became very, um, like very strict about enforcing the, the values of the church because I think for her, what the struggle is, or it certainly was a year before you were born until you were seven years old, is that I don't know that she fully believed. It's that she felt that she was supposed to believe. Hmm. And because of that, she needed you to believe. And she needed you to embody the principles of her religious commitment. And that's because she felt that that was the best way to be a parent Mm -hmm. and to be the best possible parent. And that said, that kind of um, incongruency, that dishonesty, with herself, not a lie she told, but a struggle within herself made you hypersensitive to what is the truth. Mm. And it made you really fixated on finding the truth and yet shy of disagreeing with others out loud. Now, obviously you're working that out. I mean, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but 
obviously you're working that out, but that is actually a huge part of your sensitivities and yeah. your emotional nature, even though it's not per se the moon, it's because your feelings and your emotions really get schmooshed, but they're separate. And again, mm. it's something to really like, I would encourage you to Google it, talk about it with your therapist, talk about it with every astrologer you meet, like all that kind of stuff, because it's a gateway to having more peace inside of yourself. Yeah. When you feel anxious is when you've stopped listening to yourself. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just going to say that I feel uh, very hypersensitive too to my mom's feelings about and her dis like not disappointment, but I, yeah, I've definitely felt that, especially going into adulthood, I'm able, I've been able to clarify that feeling of, I feel like I need to make my mom feel like a good mother by being the person or having the beliefs that she wanted me to. And I yeah. worry about her not feeling like she did her job correctly. Like, like you're talking about, yeah. like she failed in her own personal mission as a mother. If yeah. I'm not living how she wants me to and it's not and it's not like she wants me to live in a certain way in kind of like a restrictive manner it's that she believes that I will be happiest and that I will be right. existing like in the best way possible if yeah anyway I think it's so. really painful for people who believe in hell yeah um when they believe that their loved ones are going to hell mm -hmm. I think it's just I I can't imagine what that feels like I'm sure it's awful and I don't even know that your mom I mean, when I look at your birth chart, I don't see clearly that she believes it's that she fears. Mm. And so for her, it's like, play it safe. She just wants to, you to play it safe with your soul, with your life. And that's not what you've come here to do. You're a double Aquarius. You've come here to be a weirdo. Mm -hmm. And so you have to find your own morality within that. And the more that you can own it with self-confidence in the presence of your mother, regardless of what she says or does, the more peace she will feel about her job being done right, mm. is what I would say looking at your birth chart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. covered in goosebumps. <laughs> well, astrology is kind of funny because sometimes it's stuff you already sort of, it's, it's more yes. like, uh, it's confirming things you already know. Yes. So it's kind of like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I that's that's kind of my life. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and I think that that's what people, sometimes people are really comforted by that. And sometimes where people are like, shouldn't you tell me something? I don't know. But astrology describes who you are. So hopefully you know who you are. Yeah. And when you have like a question, then it can describe something you don't know. Or yes. if you have a blind spot within your own nature, your own life, then it describes something that you don't know. But yeah, hopefully it's just like, yes, that's me. Yep. Right. That's what we, that's what we want. Totally. And isn't the best way to grow too. just like getting to know well, who that's you the thing. are? Especially I like yes. always deal kind of what you're saying. I'm always like self-examining and trying to like be self-aware of what's going on inside of me. And that also means I'm always kind of doubting mm -hmm. whether or not it's me just like projecting or whether I have some sort of blind spot in myself. Mm -hmm. And so then when somebody says something that seems to confirm it, then I'm like, okay, good. I'm not like totally losing it in this like... <laughs> right pool of like selfish delusion or something which is like you know my oh my, my fear so uh. it's a 12th house person's fear for sure wow oh, that's okay. crazy should okay. we take a break and then yeah yes and then my turn yes. oh yeah. gosh i'm so nervous okay um let's talk skin for a moment so oh, yes taking care of my skin is one of those things i desperately wish i could have taken go back and taken more seriously and done my research on when I was younger I didn't know anything in my late teens and early 20s I was sleeping in makeup every night oh, wasn't properly girl. cleaning my makeup brushes oh you know honey <laughs> <laughs> relying on makeup remover wipes to fully cleanse and god knows I ignored ever putting product on my neck which is now 
Why, in my 30s, I am so glad I found out about Beauty by Design. With Beauty by Design, you never have to make another skincare mistake again. Beauty by Design gives you a completely personalized skincare routine while providing everyday guidance from experts. And the company was started by former executives at places like Sephora, Proactive, Paracone, MD, so they know exactly what they're talking about. Beauty by Design connects you with a live esthetician that can text you for free, that you can text for free, for life. Your esthetician picks from her huge arsenal of skincare products to create over 5,000 possible regimens. Everything's personalized for your exact needs with options at different price points. I wish I would have known about Beauty by Design in my 20s genuinely because I know my personal Beauty by Design esthetician, Hillary, would have hooked up exactly <laughs> what my skin needed because I have been so happy so far with the results of their products. It's been yeah, your skin looks great. Thank you. It's been really obvious to me since using how personally crafted the products have been for my skin. And if my skin starts to experience any changes, I can text my girl Hillary anytime and she'll start up a whole new regiment or whatever my skin may need. It's amazing. Go to beautybydesign.com slash chatty and use promo code chatty. First time customers get 20% off. It's promo code chatty at beautybydesign.com slash chatty for 20% off. Um, How come I need that? It's right? amazing. You can How text come your I need girl that? all I had the no time. Idea. I sometimes oh I text God. Hillary and say hi. <laughs> How's your really? Wednesday going? <laughs> she, she'll respond. I'm just like, my skin's getting a little dry today. And me and my husband got in a really bad argument last night. Do you have a cream for that? <laughs> um, all I can say is moisturize your neck, ladies. Oh, that is, that is what it says. No, it really, yes. it, it's crazy. All of a sudden, I, I when I hit 30. I'm in my 40s. Yeah, I'm in my mid 40s, and I'm just like, thanking God I moisturize my damn neck. Well, you were you? Amazing. I thought you and I were the same age, girlfriend. No, I'm I did. I thought you were in your early 30s. No, I'm 44. Yeah. 44. 44. 44. Good for you. All right. Yeah, take, take Jessica's Goals. advice. <laughs> All right. Moisturize your neck. That's the only <laughs> advice you ever needed. No, it's not. Get the box. Okay. All right. <laughs> So now I want to see Jess. I want to see Jess cry. Oh my God. You can cry, but you don't have to cry. But wait, (laughs) do you want to know something like you're going through shit right now? Do you want to know something? Uh huh. Oh, (laughs) stop. No, you're right. When I hear it talking about somebody else, I can start getting goosebumps. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay. So tell me, tell me, tell me. (laughs) Okay. So what am I going through right now? Um, it's been a, well, there's a couple things. First, it would be that there's been <laughs> looking a, at you right now. I'm like, there's been a major, uh, shift with my families, um, and spirituality. I have taken my own path. I had a couple years ago, a huge shift and there's been like major crisis with that amongst our family, um, mine and my husband's family actually. And, um, so that's been like constant stress of me yeah. kind of feeling like, I've needed to repress who I am for years and I can't do it anymore. And so I've mm-hmm. just had to really put it out there. And that's been a huge growth curve for me. How long have you been with him? Oh God. We've been, I mean, we've been together for like 13, 14 years, married for okay. seven. Yeah. Seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the, you're going through two major transits. One is Saturn squaring your natal mercury and it's directly related to where you were 14 years ago and seven years ago. And, um, What it has to do with is, listen, you have, and again, I'm going to look at your chart, which means I can't see your sweet faces. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But you have Mercury conjunct your sun, both in Libra, and your Mercury is at 15 degrees of Libra. And basically what this cycle is about is you figuring out what you believe 
and you figuring out what you what you believe and, and kind of what you're willing to take a stand around with what you believe. And this is really hard for you because Mercury and Libra is like, well, I could go either way on this, or I can see your point of view. Mm. And on a deeper level, it's, if I disagree with you, I might hurt your feelings. And if I hurt your feelings, that makes me a bad person. And if I'm a bad person, then I don't deserve to say my opinion. And that is the deepest part of what you're dealing with, right? And uh -huh. it's throughout 2015, uh, 2019, you're going to continue to be dealing with this theme. And I want to say to you this, what you believe, the contents of your mind, your opinions are so important because mm -hmm. they're yours. And a big part of something else you're going through is, and you've been going through for about a year now, less than a year, is your no longer able to phone in your own life. You're no longer able to live for other people. And it's really like this driving, compelling force within you. And so this is supposed to shake shit up. It's supposed to change your primary relationships, all of them, some deeper, some further apart. Mm. And within this, inevitably, it's going to impact your marriage because your besties, right? I mean, yeah. hopefully your besties. Yeah, no, we are. Um, yeah, your besties. And so <laughs> there's going to be a reorientation around how you share power and how you, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. That just struck a, like a major life chord thing right now for sure. Yeah. Right. Good. Cool. So yeah, Whoa. it's going to, it's, that's what it's meant to do. And it's not going to go away and it's not going to get easier if you give in. That's your old move. Your old go-to move is you play possum when shit gets real. And no more. It's not working anymore. The reality is you have a really strong personality and you have really strong opinions, actually. And pretending that you don't to maintain diplomacy at this stage comes at the expense of authenticity. And you're no longer ready, willing to do it. And so you don't need people to agree with you as chill as that would be. What you need people to do is to hear what you're saying and accept that it's your truth. That's it. That's it. And when you try to convince people of what your perspective is, or you try to change their minds is when you get into friction with them. Mm. You know, there needs to be able to be room to be in disagreement. And again, I think for people who really believe in like, if you don't think what I think, then you're going to hell. That's tough. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when you're, you know, when you're a parent, people want to tell you how to like parent your child or whatever, but it's your damn life, girl. It's your damn life. And when I look at, hold on, there was something I missed. Cause I'm going back and forth from your chart. Um, yeah. I mean, your chart is both of you have very spiritual charts in, in actually very different ways, but they kind of end up being so similar in a way, mm -hmm. especially for where you're both at now. Um, but one of the things that I think is happening for you and look at that, hold please, hold please. Yeah. For about <laughs> two years, uh, 2016 through 18, you, you were going through so much shit. Oh my God. Just like, it was so much, so much, so much. And you were compromising a lot. And those compromises left you feeling kind of empty. They left you feeling like you screwed yourself over and it's not necessarily anyone's fault. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's what you chose to do and it left you feeling bad. And it's part of what got you to a place where you're strong enough to be like, I gotta live my fucking life actually. Like this is actually, it turns out it's my life. And so I wanna tell you that for the next year and a half, mm -hmm. it's gonna remain 
a challenge. And and it, it, that could be scary to you, but I actually think it's it's almost like what I when I when I say this to you, I want to say it as like a gift of like you don't have to fix this this month. It's it's not it's not meant to be something that you work out right now. This is a process, and it's a process of deepening your relationship to yourself, and at the same time, allowing space for there to be friction between you and the people you love, and not identifying with every moment of friction, but instead allowing room for that friction to become depth eventually. Because if you think about it. I, when I learned that building muscle, my lazy ass learned that building <laughs> muscle is like actually like your tear, your muscles are tearing and that's what builds up your muscles. And I was like, that's why I hate exercising. But, uh, <laughs> but, but actually like, if you think of it that way, like there's this like tearing that's happening yeah. in these primary relationships and it could be breaking you down or it could be building muscle. Mm -hmm. And if you can hold space for that, you know, then you don't need it to go well this month. You need it to go well, big, big picture, which means accommodating or, or like kind of giving in is not well suited to the long term. You've learned this lesson 700 times, but you really need to learn it now. So it's, that's what's happening. And I was just like, when I saw your chart, I was like, I hope it's okay to talk about this. On no, no. Oh, okay. yeah. No, no. I mean, I'm like, especially when you're saying between 2016 and 2018, that like, hits home yeah. so hard because I had my daughter in 2015 and oh. then all of a sudden I'm like staying at home I left my career and I'm staying at home and I'm like who am I and that's when I all of a sudden started really allowing yeah. myself to question a lot of stuff and I didn't say anything about it for like a year and a half and did you also like have torturous. a hormonal issue there because it looks like because you're going through a Neptune opposition to Venus <laughs> it looks like I like how you guys are just like, what's no, happening? No, I'm, yeah, that, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like there was a hormonal imbalance that was going untreated or unrecognized. And that, is that, is that correct? Um, after I had my daughter, I started, so before having my daughter, I had a lot of struggle with mental illness and um, bipolar was like a huge issue for me. Um, but after I had my daughter, or once I got pregnant, something shifted hormonally, which was positive, which was great. Um, and since I've had her, it's been so much better. But all of a sudden, like, I've had crazy, like, hormonal issues. Like, my hair is constantly falling out. I'm struggling with, like, thyroid issues now I never mm -hmm. had before in or the past maybe, couple years. Or maybe what was presenting as bipolar stuff was actually thyroid stuff. Right. I don't know if people have suggested that, but you have, hold on, let me pull back up your chart here. Okay. Um, huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And are you treating it hormonally? Are you treating your hormones and your thyroid? I mean, I'm doing it naturally. Yes. Um, and naturally how naturally with all sorts of essential oils. <laughs> so have you not considered Chinese medicine? I haven't really. No. Okay, so this is what I would say. And obviously, I'm not a doctor. You should take no medical advice from me, okay. slash, let me tell you. <laughs> um, your body's really responsive to um, subtlety. Your body's really responsive to subtlety, which is why you're like, I'm treating it with essential oils. And my hippie ass is like, what? Um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even for me, that's subtle. Um, so I would encourage you to consider finding... A, a master, an expert okay. Chinese medicine doctor who deals with thyroid issues and hormonal issues. I think herbs would help you a lot to create greater balance because part of what I think you do within your nature is you, 
you are like either I become super dependent on a medical professional or a mental health professional, or I'm completely independent. I don't need anybody's advice. And both of these extremes uh-huh. aren't exactly your happy place. Okay. I would say finding a way to be independent and responsible for who you trust and how much you trust them, but also allowing yourself to not reinvent the wheel. Like there are experts who've been doing this for, you know, many years who've dealt with many people who have similar symptoms. You might get more help that way because what I think is that you can be restored to actual balance. And when I would be say restored, I mean, like, I don't know that you've ever been fully restored to full balance, but I think Mm -hmm. that your, your system just needs like a kickstart in a way, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and your cycles back. We're talking about your cycle. Oh, I don't cycle. care. Oh no, okay. cycles back. Your cycles yep. back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and regular like and, and chill. Yep. Okay. And you don't have any kind of endometriosis stuff. I do. You do. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it looks like it. Um, I mean, I I would be encouraging you, whilst also trying uh-huh. to not give you actual medical advice, yeah. to be taking um, iron if you're not already. And I would I would take something like. Um, do you take iron? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that you need iron, you need your bees, um, because your system tends to run really deficient and you probably do like, are you vegan or something? No, no. Okay. No. Cause it t- looks like I you did tend for to a minute, but weird no. with, yeah, sure you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like weird and restrictive with food and to forget to eat, uh-huh. um, or to not prioritize nutrition. Um, and there's called like, a- out. <laughs> yeah, called out. that's right. That's right. I'll do it again. If you need me to, Oh my God. Um, I think what's important about this is recognizing that, you know, foods are a great place to get nutritional value. And when you can't get the highest quality digestible support you can find, I do think that, um, the reason the the, like spiritual presentation of why endometriosis, why this hormonal stuff is because for you proportion and balance pacing and embodiment are the spiritual themes you're learning. And so your body is showing you. Your body is like, you don't want to listen. You don't want to do it. Cool. This is how we're going to do it. And it works, gets your attention and it forces you to slow down and like get woo and like do all the things. So I encourage you to treat the spiritual lesson spiritually, but treat the physical lesson physically Mm. because we're here in bodies because we're supposed to be in our fucking bodies. Right. And so that's, that's my advice to you. And is the endometriosis better in the last year or two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's on the uptick yes. because you, you started to deal with your shit, not because anything necessarily, like usually having babies does not improve endometriosis. No. I'm sure you've reached No, when I was all. very nervous about it. Yeah. As well, you should have been yeah. because medically speaking, that's not what usually happens, but this was at primarily a spiritual crisis that was manifesting in the body. Wow. So you worked the spiritual shit out and then your body was like, cool, we don't have to do that anymore. Mm. Your body's weirdo like that. Both of you have similar issues, actually. In uh, oh, no, no, no. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, we're yeah. like, we both have like weird, like, cons- like kinda... sometimes we're super constipated and yeah. sometimes we'll like have dire, like we, we have yeah. definitely gotten yeah. into this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. You, you for sure have this in common from really different astrological reasons, but it boils down to a very similar thing, which is why the two of you work so well. Cause you identify without competing for space. Okay. Let's take a pause and then let's get into oh our dynamics gosh. because, oh okay. because everyone's so going to love this. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of skin earlier, speaking of, um, I'm about to have my period and speaking of period, my cycle, <laughs> woo, thank God. Um, which inevitably, inevitably means I'm going to break out, but I always get really frustrated because all the acne treatments that I'll use contain this ingredient, this active ingredient, benzol peroxide. Oh yeah, no, I hate Benzoyl, uh, is it's it benzoyl peroxide? Peroxide. Yeah. Yeah. Can't stand it, it. It's, it's horrible. 
But we have a savior, which is Meltdown Blemish Treatment by Bloom, which is completely different. It's a proprietary blend of essential oils that leaves you with clear, glowy skin while minimizing blemishes and clearing up redness. Meltdown is a powerful blend of natural ingredients that take down pimples overnight. Meltdown's made of a unique blend of essential oils, including black cumin seed oil, rosehip oil, and, oh, I love rosehip oil, mm -hmm. and tea tree leaf oil. It doesn't contain harsh chemicals, no benzyl peroxide, salicylic acid, sulfates or parabens, no added fragrance fillers or preservatives, and it dries clear. Um, it's not the gel or the pasty texture, mm -mm. so it can be worn under makeup. That's one of my favorite things about Meltdown. While I'm rocking a few huge pimples, but I have something to go do, I can wear my makeup knowing that under my makeup, there's some gorgeous magic happening that's clearing up my pimples. Um, yes, and it's not just me. Customers love this product. Check out their website, meetbloom.com. That's bloom spelled B-L-U-M-E. And you'll see they have hundreds of verified five-star reviews or hop on their Instagram to see before and after pics that will amaze you. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee so you can try it risk-free. You'll love Meltdown or your money back. Oh, and P.S. Mamas, it's pregnancy safe. Bloom is a company that is doing great things by providing safe, sustainable products to women and girls who believe in the power of their choices. Right now, our listeners will get 25% off and free shipping when you text chatty to 797979. 797979. This is a special offer, so you can't get it anywhere else. And you can support our show when you support our sponsors. So text chatty to 797979 to get 25% off Meltdown Blemish Treatment by Bloom. If you don't love it, return it for a full refund. No questions asked at all. Text C-H-A-T-T-Y chatty to 797979. Okay. All right, so us. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that I'm like super obsessed with. I love, I love learning about my body. I love trying out different health things. I've like managed my own acne. Speaking of, actually, I mm -hmm. had horrible acne through figuring out finally what my body needed, and and then Jess on the other hand is like, and I'm the opposite. <laughs> But you know, except your skin is fantastic by nature. Lucky. Well, yeah. yes, I love. Yeah, but you know. I'm just, I'm not good with learning about health things. So this is well, a good. Well, if I may astrologicalize that. Yes, Saturn please. in the first house, Becca is, uh, so Saturn governs your epidermis, not your complexion. So Venus is your complexion. Saturn is the organ of your skin. Yeah. Okay. And so having Saturn in the first house will give you shit skin when you're a kid, especially like no. before the age of 21. No, mine, mine didn't start till I was like 19. <gasps> interesting i had a perfect so, skin like literally perfect skin oh and then did it get bad after that it get it got bad when i was like 19 yeah in, in adulthood and when we say bad did it get dry um incredibly dry and broken out literally all over my like horrible acne all over my back and face so a sorry b glad it didn't happen when you were a teen that helps your self-esteem <laughs> overall it's right? definitely I mean, true. real talk yes. real talk but um Saturn is drying and um, it's in the sign of Pisces. And so like Saturn governs like uh, arthritis and pariasis. Uh, is that what it's called? Pariasis? Uh, psoriasis. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Psoriasis. It, like, it governs like all things that dry you out. And when we have Saturn in the first, it can give us this like, it basically the reason why the, the, the zetage, if I may speak French, happens <laughs> is because you're having an identity crisis and figuring out who you are. And so your skin is expressing that crisis for you. That's like the spiritual of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you obviously figured it out through diet and like herbs and such and that. So I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, actually, I just figured out I need to fix my gut. And then yeah, it's your gut. It's your gut yeah. for sure. 
and your your tummy is so sensey oh, and yes. it's like once you figure out what you can eat your body's like okay cool you figured it out let's do something else now yeah. it just like changes on you but it kind of keeps you present i think that's why it happens it like keeps you grounded and present yeah, and never get of, too like, comfortable oh. that's for sure <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> and Jessica, you have a bunch of planets in the sixth house, which means you're actually scared of being sick. And so you avoid it. Um, and so were you were you raised when you were a kid? Were one of your grandparents sick for a period of time before you were seven years old? Um, my I had numerous. I had my grandfather died when I was four of a random heart attack. And growing up, my grandma, when I was like five, died on the table for a few minutes was revived wow. and then you know she's oh had God. she's had crazy like she's crazy diabetic her whole life so she's been in and I out see. of the hospital yeah yeah and that's your mom's mom that's my mom's mom mm -hmm. yeah it's that's the that's what it is that shows up in your chart is your mom's terror of her mom's lack of health and like the stability around that gave you the nature where you're like I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's too much. Of, it's like you can't be in control and I don't want to be out of control. So I'm going to completely ignore it, which sometimes works and sometimes makes it way fucking worse. Oh, my God. I am like yeah. the, the definition of like, oh, I have a raging root canal and I still won't go to the dentist until I'm literally like about to pass out. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's bad. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> also, you need to floss. You both have charts that say you need to floss. I'm not joking. I woke up the other night, not joking, two nights ago. I, I don't know what your story is, but I woke up in the middle of the night and I go, damn, I need to start flossing my teeth before yes. I go to bed. Yes. Literally I'm two so nights new. ago. I'm so embarrassed to say that I pretty much never <laughs> floss. No, I know that. That's why I said it. That's why I said it. It's so crazy. Call the fuck out. Both yeah, of us, yeah, no. It, it is. I mean, I've actually had dentists call me on the phone and be like, how did you know what my client, my patient had? Because I, I, I'm obsessed with teeth and, and gums. Um, I turned 40, and like the month after I turned 40, I had to get periodontal surgery uh, on one tooth. That shit was so expensive and horrifying. Oh. Truly, truly horrifying. Oh, my God. So floss your damn teeth. Yes, we're holding each other accountable. We're floss. <laughs> And, and especially, you know, with hormonal stuff, I don't know if you've noticed, but like a lot of, a lot of times, if you're about to get your period, your gums will be more sensey, you'll bleed more. Or mm. if you're ovulating, that can happen. Oh, um, interesting. and as your hormones change, as you get older, you'll notice that more and more, or a lot of women notice that more and more. And so it's really important to already be in a habit because your gums are really responsive. Like for instance, when last year in California, there was a, all those fires. Yeah. Um, a month later, my gums were bleeding and I'm a good flosser. So I was like, what the <laughs> hell? And I went to the dentist and she was like, everyone's gums are bleeding because of the fires what get in your gums what is happening oh yeah floss <laughs> that's floss. freaking crazy yeah okay yeah okay can we talk a little bit about our relationship to each other because yeah. this is a new relationship yeah. that has happened and so even when you're talking about some of this stuff we literally have gotten to know each other just through the podcast mm -hmm. over the past seven months yes and as listeners right. know we like casually knew each other started the podcast had and then, mutual friends yeah like, and then have developed a close relationship through the podcast but like yeah. it's been through this and you know now we're also business partners too that's, which is a dynamic that's I've, very true i've never navigated i don't know if you have no i've never had a business you're basically partner. married we no, are for real of, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like not super hot but it's a lot of marriage stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. we don't true. have sex often but no. <laughs> no but when you do people pay for it no no i'm sorry i'm glad your parents are listening i'm so sorry um okay let me 
look at your charts, shall I? Yes. What do you want to know, though? What do you want to know? Real talks. Real talks me. Do you have any? I mean, I guess like general, like, yeah. Like, does, okay. our, does our chart, like, connect we gonna us be, well? Are we going to be friends forever until <laughs> this last? So I, I didn't pull up your relationship chart. So, basically, in astrology, so there's two things I'll say. Okay. okay. There's a lot of things. Okay. I'll say so okay. many things. Okay. So, I didn't pull up your relationship chart, which, if you want me to, I can. It'll just take a minute for me to, like, do the whole online thing. So, you let me know. Yeah, just um, do whatever you got. Yeah. Just, okay. What, what we got already. Okay. So, the thing about a relationship chart is some people use something called synastry. I don't. I don't like it. I pull up something called a composite chart which is essentially the midpoint of your sun and your sun becomes our sun your moon and your moon becomes our moon mm-hmm. right so it becomes its whole new thing because from my viewpoint uh relationships are their own thing like who i am with you is totally different than i who i am with you yes. on one level yes. right so it's like the midpoint so composite charts for the win for astrology nerds who are listening now um just looking at both of your actual birth charts and just, you know, looking at your compatibility-ish, um, you know, like I said before, the two of you have really interesting reiterations. Um, Jessica, you have a Jupiter ascendant conjunction and uh, Becca, you have a Jupiter midheaven conjunction. You, it's like you're both resilient and willing to be optimistic and kind of bounce back in different ways, Mm. but you both have that magic about you. You're both also, if I may say, slightly neurotic. And it works (laughs) because you don't feel like the other person's nuts for not being neurotic. You're like, okay, you're normal. I get you. Um, But at the same time, it's like, it's complimentary. It's not the same. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't see your face all over again. No, you're like crying, (laughs) laughing. Okay, good, good. Yeah, there's this way that you're... um, able to identify without being too, it's like you're very similar, but you're not the same, mm-hmm. which gives you each room to be your own unique kind of neuroses, your own your, your unique kind of freak, but also you come to this dynamic with different skills. Mm-hmm. And I think a big mistake, I actually was just, I spoke at the Girl Boss Rally, um, I think it was last month, and I was talking about this um, in the talk I gave is that the big mistake that people make, I think especially women with creative businesses, is we like partner with our friends without thinking, does this person have complementary skills? Does this person approach responsibility and pacing and stress (laughs) and money? Thank God we don't approach it the same way. Yeah. Thank God. Because you wouldn't be successful because there's not an energy of flow when both people want to do the same thing all the time. Right. Oh, and both and people so, don't want to do the same thing all the time. That's the real thing. Yeah. And that's always the real thing. Right? <laughs> you, have, like, you have crossover with some of that stuff, but overall you have a complementary set of skills. And honestly, that is really essential to what flows between the two of you. Hold, please. Let me go back. Let me see. You want me to find a problem? Let me yes. look for a problem. Yeah, I love problems. Problem. But like, I'm I know. Let me find a problem for the two of you. But like, thank um, God I have Jess. Otherwise you wouldn't be on today because, and we wouldn't be recording. Cause I, yeah. And then if I didn't have Becca, I'd combust. <laughs> right. Well, she actually, hold down. on. Let me look at this. Okay. So here's the, here's a problem. I'm looking, you yeah, know, no, I had please. to look, I had Fine. to look, but okay. I feel Fine. like it's nice to know something to look out for. I'm all about it. So. When the two of you disagree, which if you've been together for less than a year, maybe hasn't happened yet. Oh, it happens. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. When the two of you, like, fundamentally disagree, not like, hmm, 
we shouldn't do this or like, oh, that sounds too hard. But like you disagree. Mm. Okay. It feels, feels insulting because you're like, but you agree with me. You're my ally. So it feels like I've been abandoned. Mm. Uh It's a hard time accepting that the other person doesn't see things your way because when you see things the same, it's like aligned, like so the same. And so a big part of the success long-term of your collaboration is going to be a making sure that you hold latitude for being different people and disagreeing. Mm. And it's not personal and B having contracts. So let's talk about contracts. That's right. That's right. I know. Like I just got so uncomfortable right now. Good. I'm going to sue you for all your worth. (laughs) Well, you know, this is what I'm going to say about contracts. People hate contracts. Women often hate contracts. I hate contracts. Yeah. The, yeah, you, you, yes, you do. Of course. Yes. Um, because you want everything to be organic and mm-hmm. like heartfelt and authentic. Also commitment and issues. So, so what's that? <laughs> I said also commitment issues for me on my end. So okay. double Aquarius. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you're not breaking any stereotypes, girl. <laughs> so, the thing I'll say about that is when you have a successful business, what you want to be able to do when you're getting along best. I say the same thing, honestly, for marriage or for like domestic partnerships. When you're getting along best is when you want to commit to paper a shared sense of responsibilities Mm. and rights, Mm. a shared sense of what it is that I require of you when I love you and you love me and everything is chill. So that if one of you has some shit go down and you're like, become super flaky or one of you, you know, gets bored and starts phoning it in or whatever, then you can be like, Hey, remember when we agreed on this? Mm. I want you to remember our agreement Mm -hmm. instead of being like being litigious with someone you actually want to have a personal connection with, Mm -hmm. because there is a way that both of your charts articulate that you both have a hard time with asserting and maintaining boundaries when you're not mad. So you both know how to do it when you're like oh in a corner. My, yeah, so true. I am <laughs> so true. that way. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Nobody puts baby in a corner. I'm going to come out fighting. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I have to do. Yeah. So the problem with that is from that logic, the two, either of you would have to feel fucked over mm. by the other in order to comfortably assert. And you don't want to let it get that no. point. No. So, so here's the good news. Here's the good news. When I look at problems in relationships, I see two kinds of problems. The kind of problem that is creative and helps you become more yourself and the kind of problem that's destructive and tears you down. This is a creative problem because both of you need to learn how to do this, Uh have clear boundaries, Uh not not have it be so heavy when you're just like, these are the boundaries, Mm -hmm. these are the expectations. Mm -hmm. You both need to do that anyway. So you might as well do it with each other. You're both equally uncomfortable. So you can be like, this is awkward. We hate this. (laughs) Jessica sucks. Why did she make us do this? And then, you know, move on with your life. And, and grow, then you kind yeah. Of learn yeah. something you need to learn. Exactly, exactly. So that's my that is difficult so thing. That is so true about when, when all things are chill, I just, I'm like, let's keep it chill. Why do we got to oh, get, yeah. let's just keep it, everything's good. Yeah. Let's just keep yeah. it. Yeah. A hundred percent in the same way. It's literally like all of my biggest relational problems have been because I let it build up. And yeah. it, we're good. I don't say anything. Or and when then, you like, feel good, you let it slide. Yeah, like it's not that I, big of a deal. Right. Like, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, I'll get upset. And then it'll just like, and they'll be like, where did that come from? And I'm just yeah. like, we're over. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is that I, that, and most people are like that, you know? Yeah. And I, I think the thing that I always think is if I'm your friend and I'm letting something slide, but I'm not telling you, mm-hmm. hey, girl, I hate that, but we're cool. Mm. If, 
if I don't tell you, then you don't know me. And that means our friendship is predicated on me being your mommy. And I don't want to be your mommy. You know what I mean? Like maybe you're a mom and you want to be a mom to your baby, but you don't need multiple babies that think you're their friends. And when you think of it in the context of letting people show up for you and letting someone be there for you, instead of telling people what to do or what you think all the time, it's about just being real and letting people meet you in the middle. And you might find that your friend is like, oh, thank God you said that. Cause I feel the same fucking way. So you're both compromising, I bet you to do this actually, you're both compromising on something, neither of you want to fucking compromise on, but you don't know it, so you don't even have to be doing it. It's just that neither of you are saying it. Do you know what I'm saying? How uncomfortable does that make you feel the idea that like, I, I hate that feeling of oh, like, yeah. the thing is I love conflict, like I love, like you said, fighting, Right. When it it's energizes fun. me, yeah. 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 And yeah. then, the, but in my personal life, in my relationships, mm-hmm. I really don't like, like I hate the idea yeah. of having to be like, Jess, I really don't like it oh, when you do this no. like that. I will <laughs> say though, I'm curious with our charts, is there something that like, because I, I feel like Becca just, and right off the top, there, I right away know for me, that's what you're talking about is my nature. But then with her, there's way more of like a safety that there always was where like most people, if I'm irritated, I won't say anything. But with her, I'll be like, are you kidding? Like mm. I, I was right away comfortable to like, just, is that like chart wise? Mm-hmm. Is that a connect between us or? So let me, let me peek around. So one thing I'll say is that I'm not looking at your composite chart, which I super wish I was to right. answer that question. <laughs> That's one thing I'll say. The okay. other thing I'll say is there's a couple things in this chart that indicate that slash also you two became tight when Saturn was on your Mercury. And so the two of you developed a close relationship and a collaboration when you were ready to do that, right? And so I think that that's also a big part of it because I don't know that that's what you're both doing because you're not going through the same Mercury transit. So just you're in a situation where you're just like, I see that she wants to be there for me. I'm going to take this chance and then you do it. And you find out that Becca's actually always good for the truth because right. you, you're like terrified that people aren't being honest with you. You love honesty. Uh-huh. Um, and so it works. But I think that when, when we take it a step deeper is you're only doing that where you're comfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, the, and this is, and this is cl- clear to me because of this Mercury Pluto thing in betwixt you and there's always room to go deeper. And so this is one of those things where it's like, this isn't like a problem like dun dun dun. It's more a problem of like this is the discomfort, the uncomfortable shit betwixt you that you get to heal. I don't know why I keep on saying betwixt. <laughs> like I, I, I love it at I all. It. I literally don't say that, but I'm saying it, so it's what's happening. Um, anyway, so yeah, so this is this is something that like especially because you have a business. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about business. Let's talk about money. Um, we're not really going to talk about money. We'll talk about business. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to ho- build an empire, which you do. Um, if you want to build an empire, then, which is to say something that, that you can grow and then grow and then grow. And that brings in other people and that brings in other energies and grows and grows and grows that right. It's not just a business. It's actually kind of a little bit more than that, isn't it? Yes. Um, then you need fucking contracts. Then you need clear agreements because you're going to want to have a foundation that is solid enough that you can put things on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you have a janky foundation, you try to put an add on later and you have to go back and redo the foundation. And that in relationships is painful and dramatic. And you never want to do that with each other. I can tell Mm -hmm. you guys are very protective of each other. Mm -hmm. And so there's a way that you want to think about creating a foundation so that anything can happen. 
any kind of amazing thing can happen, which could happen because you're both Jupiter people. So like weird, random, amazing things come your way and you attract different kinds of weird, random, amazing things. <laughs> you know what we're talking about whenever you go somewhere? I'm like, that happens to me too. We were yeah. talking about how whenever Jess goes somewhere, like something very bizarre happens weird, and yeah. her husband's always like, what is going on? And I'm like, I swear that happens to me too. It's always yeah. some yeah. strange. Yeah, like a fight will break out in front of me in like a random <laughs> store, like a fist fight. And I'm like, what is happening? Like anywhere I go, random stuff is happening like that not always negative but, but they're not always negative right I was no about to say no like no no that was actually just what happened the other day so that's like what came to mind uh, <laughs> okay okay well I will say this there are indications hold please both of you huh bear with me bear with me bear with me I see okay okay also Next year, 2020, Becca, something major is changing for you. I don't know what it is, but it's exciting. It's not It's not a bad thing. Okay. Are you going back to school or like starting yes! something? Yes, I'm going back you to school. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully graduating in spring. It's been a seven-year journey. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, and what are you studying? Uh, art. Art. You're going to do something with it. It's going to be really interesting and not what you expect and not what you planned. And it might have to do with the podcast and it might not, but... The, there are indications that it could have to do with the empire of the podcast, right? And that both of you will have your own unique ish with being bigger and being more seen. And again, the better the infrastructure is of agreements so that if one of you is like, fuck yes, I want to try this. And the other yes. one's like, I don't know if that's really for yeah. me, that there's infrastructure for talking about it, making agreements about it, backing out whatever. Yes. And I think that you just, I advise you not during Mercury retrograde, which is over July 31st, 2019, <laughs> but after that to really spend 2019 exploring this, if you don't already have a lawyer, find one that you trust, build up, you know, agreements and, and then, you know, hopefully you never need them. And if you need them, you'll kiss your own asses that you did it. Yes. Prediction. Yeah. Yes. No prediction. Wow. Excellent. 2020. Excellent. Okay. The year of yeah. art Thanks. for me. I guess. Who knows? Who the <laughs> hell knows? It's just that's the one thing I think that we're both kind of good at is I feel like even though we approach it very differently, we both kind of like ride the wave of destiny yeah. in a way. Like we're never trying to like plot out our next move, per se, even though we're like excited for possibility. Yeah, we're kind of like, let's see what what unfolds in front of us. And we're excited about that. I think that's the positivity you might've been talking yeah. about the different approach. Yeah. To that. I, I think so too. Yeah. It's the ability and willingness to go with the flow and just like, be like, is this fun? Is this working? Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Yeah. Which not everybody can do. And that is why Jupiter is associated with luck because hmm. luck is generated by kind of leveraging opportunity and resiliency and so it's not exactly luck. It's wow. something that comes from resiliency. It's kind of like the way you react to the things that happen to you rather than like what's actually happened to, happening to you. Real talks. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Huh. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Um, well, this has been, I'm so grateful. Like thank I you, never had my chart so read much. before yeah. at all. So this is like such a treat. Oh my God. And Yay. I feel like this is going to be so awesome for our listeners to hear like, okay, did you just hear how deep Jessica was able to go on her charts? <laughs> no idea like how deep and, and incredible and like the medical field and all this can be yeah. related to astrology um so you're gonna need to book your own separate i'm gonna session. need to book my own separate session yes you are yes you are <laughs> and for my daughter and my husband because <laughs> oh, my daughter needs she? a reading um she's three 
So, okay, can I just tell you really quickly? Yes. I'm not sure how much time we have, but for babies, for children under the age of seven, okay, I don't do any predicting of nature. All I do is uh, medical and nutritional issues, okay. developmental issues. And it's That's because I, I don't ever want to encourage an adult parent to project into who their kid's going to mm -hmm. be. Let oh, your kid absolutely. become herself. And in the meantime, I will look at, this is fucking fascinating. You can see in your daughter's chart, in any child's chart, and BT dubs were all children, you can see the medical conditions of the mother, the financial dynamics between the parents or guardians, um, all of it. Because for the, for the child, it's already happened. She has the same chart at 30 years old and at three years old and at 70. So in a way, you have free will, but I can see what you're likely to do with your damn free will from her chart. Weird. Whoa. Weird. Oh my I know, God. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool and weird. Um, so yeah. So, and also for kids that are seven to 17, I'd like to respect their privacy in general. So of course. I, I do counsel parents with their kids, but again, it's more around parenting. I don't, I'm really obsessed with privacy. And so mm -hmm. I, I don't ever like it when parents come in and they just like want to know what's happening with their teenager because right. talk to your fucking teenager. Yeah. And if your teenager is lying to you, unpack why that may be mm. you know what I mean like and that's what I'll support a parent in so mm. just as a like little aside oh, yes. no, I love um, but that. yeah okay good that's cool, amazing cool, cool. okay so yeah. plug away what's please. what's your okay. shit tell, what are you yes, doing tell the broads about your podcast because okay. oh yes please I'm going Thank to listen guys. to the triplet one immediately yeah. once we leave <laughs> you must okay so I do have a weekly podcast called ghost of a podcast drops on Sunday and I am an astrologer I'm also a psychic and a medium and an animal communicator. And all of that happens on my show. I know there's so much oh to talk about. God. And I basically like on my show, you can write in a question and then I answer a listener question every week. I give a reading and then I do like horoscope. And I, honestly, I get a little political more than thrice. So Great. I talk about Love politics it. because I believe that what's happening in the world and the terrors that are happening in the world are spiritual matters mm. and they're each of our concerns. Yes. So I like to really bring that connection together. So listen to my podcast and be a good person in the world. Yes. You can read my horoscopes on my we website. I do weekly horoscopes. You can go and read also monthly horoscopes. I am resident astrologer for Girl Boss. You can read my monthlies there. You can also watch my IGTV uh, horoscopes there, cool. which is different than my written monthlies. You can watch my show on TLC. Yeah. It's only on, oh, yes. it's not on TV. It's called Stargazing. I have a book coming out. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Oh my God, it's congrats. about relationships. Yeah, I'm really, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's about relationships. It's called Real Relationships, uh, the astrology of how you, me, how we all get along. I said it wrong because I'm overexcited. But <laughs> my name and you'll find it because there's not a lot of lineados out there. And you can pre-order it or just wait like everybody else. Um, I have a free app. I have a lot of things oh, oh going on. Oh, my God. I have a free app. An iOS app. It's called Tiny Spark. It is, if I may brag, so cute. It is so cute that it will hurt your feelings. You'll be like, why is this <laughs> app so much cuter than the other apps? And how do the other apps handle it? It's basically like a magic eight ball. But it's, um, but it's like a tool, if you use it correctly, for resourcing your intuition and getting present whilst being very cute and accurate. Um, so it's free on, you know, Apple, yada, yada. What else do I do? Where else can you find me? Um, I guess. I have yeah. a question. Are, yeah. are you like an animal medium ever? Like, can I find out what happened to my fucking cat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Do all the things. I do all the things. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I, there's an episode on my show from a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago or whatever, but, um, this guy called in because his cat, the email was titled, me and my cat are in a three-week fight and it's escalating help. And I was like, who wrote me this email? And I must respond. So we got on the phone and his cat was pissing on his bed. And it was like heartbreaking for him because he was really close friends with this cat. Um, like they had a great relationship until he moved to LA oh, from yeah. Houston, I think it was. And we, you know, we talked and the cat was there and like, it was really cool because as he and I were speaking and I was talking to his cat, she was like, she went from not being physically close to him for like, I think it was weeks or months to like being near him and kind of Aww. snuggling him. And then a couple of weeks later, it was better. No more peeing on the bed. My cat so, used to pee on my white pile of white t-shirts when ugh. she was mad when I moved. So she was, she would that climb, a, she would climb over my other colors. I'm not joking. And she would go to my pile of white shirts and she would pee on those oh my god she was like just so we're really clear on <laughs> i want you to know this is not an accident only your white only your clean whites yeah that's awful i'm so sorry but yeah anyway so i do i do all those things cool. um and if you want a reading with me i want to apologize in advance because i'm booked up for all of 2019 Woo! and i'm not taking yes, clients girl. for 2020 yet <gasps> because I know. I okay. know. It's, it's hard to be booked up a year in advance. Champagne problems. But, for real? you know, I just like, it's, you know, I, I feel bad for everyone because every single person I work with is like, so I waited a year for this appointment. I'm like, oh no. my God. Good for so, that's yeah. amazing you. though. Good but all, but all the people can get a piece of you from your podcast yes. and from, yes. you have a great Instagram. I love following you on Instagram. Yeah, it's so you. fun. Um, Wait, so IGTV. will we be able to book for you in 2020 eventually? Yes. Oh yeah. I'm going to okay. do this work until I'm so old that you don't say I look young. Great. That is how long I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be doing it for damn ever. But I'm probably I'm trying to figure out a new way of relating because you know I've been doing readings one on one, like I said, since '95 um, and full time since '99. But now that I have the podcast, I'm able to see that oh, I can give one person a reading and thousands of people get yeah. value from it, mm -hmm. and that is just blowing my mind. Like it's blowing my mind at how useful that is. And I'm really interested in, in helping people. And mm -hmm. I'm interested in supporting people in thinking about their own lives more critically and more effectively. And so that's, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of like figuring out how to reorient my work. It's always been counseling. It's always been one-on-one, -on -one, but that's, that's maybe shifting, but not all the way. So I will still do readings and cool. you can email me great oh, oh my god thank you so yeah, much jessica so we much. absolutely love thank having you. you are incredible uh, and blessings blessings thank all you over. for having me i loved it and i just i hope next time i'm in la that we all get to sit on that cute couch yes. oh my god we will okay. we will Wonderful. we'll put it out there okay cool <laughs> i don't all know right. how we all sign right. off on this thing thanks broads yeah thanks broads chat soon chat soon